Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 155, looking at 1 Chronicles 20, 21 and 22, then into 1 Corinthians 12 and finally Proverbs 13. And as you can tell, a little bit more reading today, so do make sure you carve out a bit more time to fulfil the full reading for today's devotion. First, let's go into 1 Chronicles. I won't spend much time giving thoughts on Chronicles. I want to be able to give a little bit more time to the Proverbs passage However, I want you to see that trial came before triumph. The trial of David was to go through the senses, understanding that God saw it as disobedience and therefore a punishment was given. The triumph was to seek the temple to be rebuilt and the Lord's presence given a God-honouring home. Through the trial, David was reminded of the need to honour God. Now, we often look upon trials as punishment or even as a test from God. Yet sometimes trials can be for the good of what is to come next. I think of that exam paper that marks your bibliography harshly, but next time the bibliography is better. Or the athlete who suffers an injury, only to find a stronger mental grit to train harder. Trial prepares for triumph. So today, if you're in trial, do not be downtrodden. Look up and see the victory on the horizon, for Jesus is preparing you for triumph. We now head into the book of 1 Corinthians. This chapter is so often mishandled, meaning that many Christians are quite wary about reading it and applying the principles found within it. The first thing though I need to make clear is that there is such a thing as supernatural abilities or giftings, and these are given by the Spirit for very specific reasons. And the reasons are never to increase self or to somehow make you an elite Christian. Rather, they're given to further the kingdom of God. Now, there was such a time where the people only had the Old Testament and the spoken words of the gospel. Therefore, the Spirit would accompany these words with signs and wonders to prove that the words are true. Now that we have the closed canon of scripture, we certainly see less of this and in some giftings we no longer see them. For it is the word of God that holds the power and it's the word of God that is the sign itself. For example, we no longer receive new revelation. Instead, God uses the words we have in Scripture to reveal who he is. Now, the important thing is that Paul links these spiritual gifts and links them to the body of Christ. You see, this is not meant to divide us. It's meant to unite us. Each Christian makes up the body of Christ, each as important as the other. There is no elite Christian and we don't have a more spiritual or less spiritual individual. Instead, we celebrate a diversity in the body of Christ and then celebrate the unity we have in Jesus. All our giftings, talents and even divinely appointed moments are to be for the building up of the church of Christ. If it tears it down or causes division, it is not of Christ, but of self. So when we apply these verses, it has little to do with a debate on whether spiritual gifts have continued or not. It's more to do with how we come together as one church body. What unites us? Jesus. How is it nurtured? Through the Spirit. And for what purpose? So that God will be glorified. And my encouragement would be to stop the debate. Rather, trust the word of God, unite under Jesus and show that gospel example of the body of Christ united under the salvation of Jesus Christ. Finally, we have Proverbs 13. Now, when I was younger, I was involved in a debating society. I always preferred to debate second, which is generally unusual. Most want their argument outright up front so that people can hear what they believe is the truth or their argument. However, I like to go second because I wanted to see what the other side would say, so I knew how to respond. In verse 3, we are taught it is important to guard what we say, thinking over the words we will choose. For when we open our lips and give full vent to our thoughts, 
it will bring ruin to our character and the situation we find ourselves in. So like that debating society, sometimes it's better to keep our mouth closed, hear what others say and think upon the words that we will choose. We also have verse 13 and 14, reminding us of the importance of studying and teaching the word of God. For it is the word of God that brings life and reward when obeyed. Now often we think that deep teaching of the word of God will turn people away when in fact the opposite is true. I often as a preacher get told nobody wants to listen to a 40 minute teaching sermon. Yet the more we understand, the more we grasp the word of God and the more we grasp life given through Jesus, we begin to come closer and understand our position in Christ. I would really encourage each of you to keep studying the word of God. Let it sink into your life so that your faith will be strengthened and you will truly know the position you have in Jesus. Now, before we finish, what verses stood out to you today in Proverbs 13? Note them down. Note the verses. Write a few notes as to why they stand out. For the Spirit is prompting you to see those words and to apply them to your life. Let's pray. Father, we indeed thank you for your word. We thank you that we are strengthened by it, that we're renewed by it, we're refreshed by it, that we understand our position in Christ by it. Father, we pray that you would give us a zeal to understand it and study it and preach it and share it. And Father, we pray that even when we feel in trial, that we would understand that your word is changing and transforming our hearts and lives so that we would have the triumph of eternity in heaven with you. So Father, we pray this in your name with thankful hearts. Amen.